Michael Pollitt, thank you very much indeed for talking to Judge Business School podcast series today. We're having a look at smart electricity grids. What do we mean when we say a smart electricity grid? Can an electricity grid think? I think it, um, a smart electricity grid means uh, two things. I think it means smartness embedded in the actual network of the grid so that the grid is capable of um, talking to itself much more fully than it does at the moment about the current condition of the network and the supply and demand balance and the flows around the network. And I think it also means uh, the thing that people are getting very excited about, the ability of um, the network to interact much more fully with end consumers, particularly uh, individual households. So so that means that that gives individual households for the first time a choice both in supply and you know going the other way, supplying back to the grid as well. It's very fashionable, isn't it, to, to actually put some responsibility into the hands of the consumers of electricity? Yes, I think that um, we are uh, entering a new uh, era where um, energy prices are rising, where there's rising concern about uh, climate change and the cost of dealing with um, climate change. And I think that one of the things that um, policymakers are very interested in is giving consumers the ability to control their own energy consumption and either choose to reduce consumption um, at particular times of the day or to shift their consumption around or to choose to install their own um, generation equipment at the household level. Some of this can be quite complex, can't it, you know, in, in the sense that um, you know, some people are very into green issues, should we say, and have had put their solar panels on their roof, have their smart electricity grids and seem to devote their life to it. Others might not be as technologically adaptable. Is government policy helping people to, to go forward and achieve, you know, smart electricity generation? Yes, I think that... Um Government policy is now operating under the uh, European Union framework um, for energy services, which um, sets out a, uh, a timetable to 2020 by which all European households should have uh, access to a smart meter at the household level, both for electricity and for gas. And so the UK has taken up this um, policy and um, has announced that there will be a 10-year rollout plan for uh, installing smart meters for electricity and gas in every household in the UK by 2020. So it's a matter of of tackling this kind of supply and and demand uh, curve? Yes, I think it's giving... um, consumers this uh, ability to um, be much more responsive. Um, Clearly there are some consumers who are just interested in price and they'll respond to uh, prices which vary across the day by shifting their consumption around. They will become much more aware of consumption of individual devices and be uh, and react to that. Um, and then there are the consumers that you you mentioned earlier who might be um, greener, who are actually very keen on generating their own electricity. And the government is bringing forward additional incentives to um, uh, help with consumers who actually want to install um, low-carbon generation equipment at their house. 
So, so you know, that's almost a lifestyle choice, isn't it? The smart meters, the solar panels. Um, it was loft insulation 20 years ago, and councils used to, to sponsor that. Is there anything else on the horizon? Well, I think the... The smart meter offers all sorts of possibilities because smartness is really all about two-way communication within the electricity grid and, of course, what um, we might see increasing integration of is um, people's use of mobile phones, for instance, and the way they interact with their their house and their energy um, consumption. So people will be able to switch on their heating remotely, they'll be able to... Um, see their energy consumption and the fact that they've perhaps left a light on. They'll be able to um, uh, use the fact that they've got a smart meter to monitor um, w- people's, uh, you know, an elderly relative's um, I use read of the it, house. I read it in the newspaper about a man who had done just that through his computer and on his, his way to work realised he'd left the water sprinklers on in the garden and was able to turn them off remotely. Is that the kind of future we're envisaging? Um, yes, I mean, I think that that's the sort of near-term future. Um, of course, the 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 more interesting future is where people get um, pieces of software which will um, they'll be able to leave to do the work for them because clearly only a certain number of people will ever get excited in you know switching their light off remotely on their mobile. If we're going to supply, as consumers, electricity back to the grid, there's a fashionable term, isn't there, apart from sort of smart meters and electricity grids, it's about rewiring of the system. What do we mean when we say that, rewiring of the system? Um, I think that um, um, the, the, the rewiring of the system is, um, is not so much about... Um, actual physical changes to the the network is more about this um, much more interactive network. Um, so I think what smartness allows us to do is to make much better use of the assets that we have, um, rather than to think about um, having more um, and and bigger assets. Can the renewables deliver on that? Can, can they sort of, um, if we're not using traditional means to, to generate electricity, which is, of course, the, the nuclear question, which is a huge question in itself, but, but also, you know, uh, wind turbines, uh, people, solar panels and roofs, can renewables help? I think renewables can help. Um, I think the, the the thing that remains to be seen is how much... Um, demand response we're going to see at the individual level and also what the um, economics are of household generation. Um, I think it's it, it seems to be the case that we'll be relying substantially on large-scale generation plants or large-scale wind parks um, for the foreseeable future. Um, the issue um, on which we don't really have an answer yet is the extent to which there will be uptake of smaller scale technologies at the household level. And that will primarily depend on cost and the level of subsidy that the government puts in. Finally, is technological innovation going to help? I mean, as consumers, some of us, there are the enthusiasts, the green bods, but some of us might find all this sorting our waste tedious. People are fined, aren't they, for putting the wrong thing in the wrong bin. But but then when you get on to, to, to doing all this technological um, renewable regeneration of the, the smart electricity grid and meters, 
it is actually time consuming. You've got to sink yourself into it a bit. Well, of course, as we're at the business school, one of the things that we're very interested in are the new business models that will arise as a result of this increased smartness. And clearly there are lots of competitive opportunities for what we might call energy service companies who will manage your energy consumption on your behalf and will you know, either come in and give you energy advice or will just install um, control equipment in your house or will provide the data analysis of the, uh, the information that's coming from your smart meter. And, of course, then there's a whole host of other companies who are going to have business opportunities which will be opened up by the functionality that smart meters uh, offer. Um, so much smarter lighting, smarter heating controls, um, um, smarter devices that have got the capacity to store electricity over short periods um, in response to what your, the, the price signals that might be coming from your smart meter. So even the laggards will be able to keep up and have, just like they have now, their low-energy light bulbs, however much they complained at the beginning. That, you know, that there's almost a, a curve of, of you can do as much or you can do as little as you want, but this is what you'll be able to purchase, this is what you're going to buy, and it will all contribute to the overall whole. I, I think that's right. I mean, I think the, the, the great hope is that energy services becomes like telecoms, that it will be incredibly innovative. And yes, there were the early adopters who, who were the, the first people who got their mobile phone and were very enthusiastic about it when it was the size of a brick. Um, now, of course, everybody has a mobile phone. And in a sense, we don't think about the technology that lies behind it. We just enjoy the functionality that it offers. And one hopes that the smart electricity grid and the smart energy-efficient home will become that sort of technology. Well, I'm off to the allotment. Michael Pollitt, thank you very much indeed uh, for talking to Judge Business School podcast series today about smart electricity grids. I've enjoyed it very much. Thank you.